This is Sober Reference. You're listening to A Sober Snack, bite-sized tips and tricks that will help you stay sober today. We share more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com, and hope that you'll connect with us on social media. Search Sober Reference now and look for our logo. For more information about today's guest, visit our show notes. We hope that you find this content valuable and leave feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. Enjoy. When you, Jake, are asked, what can I get you to drink? What do you think? Oh, I go with ginger beer if I can, or some kind of mocktail, or look at the cocktails and find the best one that if you remove the alcohol from it might still be good. Awesome. So you don't shy away from enjoying social situations where there might be alcohol present. You found your way to be a part of it without alcohol. Is that what I'm hearing? It's relatively rare that I do spend a lot of time in environments where alcohol is like a main part of the experience. But if I am, or, you know, at dinners or something like that, where people are getting drinks, it doesn't bother me. I, at this point, and I lean on like kombucha or ginger beer, and I do appreciate a good mocktail. Uh, During your sobriety, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? I mean, I think meditation has been a big one. I couldn't really sit still when I was in addiction. And over the past eight years, I've gone from like starting with a 10 minutes a day meditation practice to like, now I don't even have to think about it. I generally sit for like 30 minutes to an hour, either all at once or cumulative, cumulatively throughout the day. And that's been a game changer for me. It's nice to hear. I, I'm, I've been on a meditation journey for years and years, and I haven't, I've never found the consistency. It's a tough thing. Like I, I hear it all the time. When I hear people talk about how if you keep trying or if you start to bring in some consistency meditation can feel really welcoming because what I'm hearing from you it's like oh yeah like I, I I do it every day it's kind of just like second nature now and I it's some it's not even like a challenge because for me I'm currently still in that challenge place where it's you know I don't like looking at it as a chore but it does kind of feel like it I know it's good for me and I want to do it because it's good for me and I'd like to be at the place where it feels natural and uh, inviting, but I'm just not there right now. So I always love hearing about people who were able to find that consistency and it's kind of like a welcoming experience that I will, I will take with me and I will believe it's possible. <laughs> yeah, and just so you know, it took me a long time. It felt like a chore to me too at first for quite a while and I, and I just did what I could. I just did 10 minutes a day in direct sunlight if possible because it's nice to have the sun on your face makes it a little it made it a little easier for me to focus and um i think you're you're right on track i mean like that's where i was for a long time and and until it just started to just feel really good so you shared earlier that you have intelligent bright clients what advice would you give someone who's smart and driven an adult who's curious about sobriety for the first time And what advice do you think they should ignore? I think the advice that I would give is start the process before you're ready to quit. Just start leaning into other things that you're interested in. Even if you aren't ready to quit the alcohol yet or whatever the addiction is, start filling your life with other things that don't really mesh so well with the alcohol and just give yourself that because it'll make it easier to kind of 
know what you're doing. So you're not just getting rid of something, you're gaining something. And it makes it easier to quit later when you finally have gained enough momentum. The advice I think they should ignore, I would just say, just don't get trapped in any one dogma. Use every tool you can. Use everything in your arsenal. Surround yourself with support. I mean, I worked with a therapist and a life coach and went to 12-step groups and explored other recovery groups. And I needed and still need to have myself surrounded with support. So you're so much better off accepting that and just getting the support. And it's the stronger thing to do it. You'll struggle much more if you stay in denial. Mm, yes. Asking for help is just that is it's not a form of weakness, it's actually a signal of strength. When you have a thought about alcohol, what do you say to yourself or do to combat that thought or take the next right action? I remind myself that I've done enough of that for a lifetime and that uh, I kind of know what that game is like already. I'm interested in playing other games and I can't play them and play that one. It's too much. So I remind myself that I've sort of been there, done that, I think is what comes up a lot for me. Mm, I like that. Like I've already had that experience and I want to give myself a new experience. That feels like there's a lot of space there. Mm-hmm. Not limiting, right? Because you're like, oh, I've already done that. Cool. Now what, now what do I want to do? I like that a lot, actually. And when asked, why don't you drink? What do you say? I either say I've done enough of that for a lifetime. And I kind of try to say it jokingly. Or, you know, I also say addiction and, and mental health challenges are something that runs in my family, which is true. Sometimes you can drop that one if your feels like a little too vulnerable to say like, you know, oh, I used to struggle with addiction or alcoholism, you know, if you feel like there's going to be judgment, sometimes it's a little easier to just kind of say like, oh, yeah, alcoholism runs in my family. I don't really mess with that stuff. That's a little bit of a, a sidestep, but sometimes that and sometimes I've done enough of that or I prefer my natural state I like to really stay stable thanks I like that perspective of finding the truth that feels most comfortable for you in the moment right if you identify as an alcoholic but you don't want to tell your neighbor that you could find another version of that that is true to you but that you feel more comfortable expressing in the moment whether it's oh mental health is something that runs in my family and I just like to stay as present as possible you know so finding a version of the truth that feels safe to you to share with people. There are some people you're going to want to tell your whole story to, and then there are other people who you absolutely don't need to. So it's about protecting your peace in whatever situation you're in based on what feels right to you. Yeah. And I think can just say, I don't really like the way it affects me. And that's true, right? You don't like the way it affects you in a larger sense, but it's also an answer that you don't have to go into too much detail. Thanks for listening to Sober Reference. We hope you found this content valuable and are leaving feeling inspired to drink less, live more and meet your potential. You can find more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com. We hope that you'll connect with us on social media, search Sober Reference now, and look for our logo. Great job taking in sober positive content today. Until next time, this is Sober Reference, and we are so glad that you're here.